Before the willowing winds of the Great Depression decimated the world's economy, a 1929 study noted that GM, Ford, and Chrysler dominated a full 75% of the market, even though there were dozens of automobile manufacturers in the United States. On today's episode, I will introduce you to a few of the competitors. First, however, I'd like to say thank you to the boys of the road crew for a great theme song as well as their road trip inspiring tunes. Take a listen at roadcrew66.com. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Good morning, me amigos. Welcome to another episode of 5 Minutes with Jim. Many of the auto companies established in the formative years of the auto industry were little more than a flash in the pan. Others were scams and shell games. Some were in business for years and developed a fierce brand loyalty. Others were small regional companies that thrived for decades. For example, who today remembers the cars manufactured by the Apperson Brothers Automobile Company that was established in November of 1901? In business for 25 years, this company produced several trend-setting models, including the 1907 Apperson Jackrabbit, one of the first production sports cars in America. The racy runabout came with a guarantee of a then astounding 75 miles per hour. In the mid-teens, this company was also a pioneer in the development of the V8 engine. In business from 1909 to 1941, Hupmobile was an instant success from its debut at the 1909 Detroit Automobile Show. Henry Ford paid the introductory Hup 20 the ultimate compliment. Quote, I recall looking at Bobby Hupp's Roadster at the first show where it was exhibited and wondering whether we could ever build as good a small car for as little money. In late 1910, to promote the durability of the Hupp 20 and stimulate export sales to the British Empire, the company sponsored three American adventurers on a remarkable around-the-world journey by automobile. The car was first driven from Detroit to San Francisco. Then the team and car were shipped to Hawaii and from there to Fiji, Australia, New Zealand, and Tasmania. At each stop, they toured and accepted invitations to speak about the car as well as their adventure. They then spent five weeks driving through the Philippines before pushing on to Japan and China, where they managed to stay one step ahead of the Chinese Revolution. They then drove across India, through the Middle East to Egypt, and then to Italy, Germany, France, toured England, and returned to New York in time for the 1912 auto show. In the end, the Hupmobile was driven 41,000 amazing miles. The company pioneered development of the all-steel body and streamlining. They competed directly against the likes of Ford and Chevrolet, and by 1928 were selling 65,000 vehicles per year. The Great Depression decimated the company, and in 1939, a hasty merger with Graham Page Motor Company was not enough to stave off the company's demise. Nash was one of the truly great independent automakers. In business from 1916 to 1957, the company is rooted in the innovative Rambler of 1904. 
the first production automobile with a steering wheel. And long after the company's marquee faded, Nash lived on as a component of American Motors. The company's founder was a rags-to-riches story. Charles Nash had risen from abandoned orphan to general manager at Buick and president of General Motors. Auburn was a pioneering company linked to one of the most prestigious and innovative companies in the pre-World War II era. Counted among the early investors was William Wrigley Jr., the chewing gum magnet. In 1927, at the Atlantic City Speedway, three fully stocked Auburns shattered all speed records for five to 5,000 miles. Established in 1900, the company was folded into the Auburn Cord Duesenberg conglomerate in 1928. In 1931, even though the Great Depression had dramatically curtailed sales, the company introduced the astounding 898 Speedster, named for its Lycoming inline eight-cylinder engine rated at 98 horsepower. The options list included a dual-ratio rear axle and stylish wire wheels. This eye-catching and fast car proved to be the company's swan song. A few of the independents, such as Studebaker, Nash, Hudson, Packard, they survived the Great Depression, but they were never able to reach the pinnacles of success that they had attained during the 1920s. The vehicles manufactured by the independents that have survived in the modern era are tangible links to an era of unbridled optimism and as when new, represent tremendous value for the dollars spent. Okay, folks, I have to bid adios for this week. Once again, I'd like to say thank you to the fine folks in Cuba, Missouri, for being this week's sponsor. This charming little Ozark Mountain Village is more than a stop on Route 66. It's truly a magical destination. Until we meet again, mi amigos, adios. See you next week. Come along for the ride Jim Hinckley's America Jim Hinckley's America